What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I had the privilege of sitting down with someone who is a best-selling author, national speaker, real estate investor of over 10 years, a real estate agent that's built out a national team, and someone who is really focused on helping agents learn how to invest so that they can have residual income and live amazing, fulfilled life. She is the founder of the Boss Life brand. Welcome to the show, Stephanie Peters. Welcome to the show today, Stephanie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Now, I understand you're you're on the west coast of Florida, so we've got both sides of, of this great state covered, right? I know. Absolutely. I got the Gulf side. You got the Atlantic. It's all good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited today to talk to you about how real estate agents can invest more in real estate. And and really anyone, but I think it especially applies to real estate agents. Not enough of them are investing in real estate, uh, which is surprising, don't you think, since they're, they're in the business? It, it's always been so confusing to me. I would think that real estate agents are the ones that invest the most. But if you ask most real estate agents, do you invest in real estate? They don't. Even some of them don't even own their own homes, which is mind blowing. You have the first opportunity to get the best type of deals in the market. And sometimes them don't even believe in their own craft. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong. They just haven't been educated on the power that they hold in their hand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like legalized front running of, uh, of you know, like, like stockbrokers. They're not allowed to do that, right? But you, you get to see all the deals. First. I like it. Um, well said. <laughs> and and there's no reason you shouldn't be, you know, buying at least one house a year or, yeah. or something, especially when you can cherry pick the really good deals. Yeah. Yeah, one thousand percent. So before we jump into that, why don't you just tell our listeners and YouTube viewers a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are, you know, right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually, when I graduated from high school and transitioned over to college, I knew I didn't want to join the 40-60-40 club, right? <laughs> you know, you work for 40 years, 60 hours a week, and then you can't even retire on, you know, 40% of the income that most can't even live on in the first place. You know, I wanted options. I wanted freedom. And so I actually partnered with an Inc. 500 company, uh, and I became the youngest female senior director and executive director by partnering with that company. And so I really started building out marketing teams. And I found that I love building leaders and leading leaders. And so long story short, that was actually where I made my first million dollars. And I was thinking, okay, well, where I'm not a huge spender, where do I start investing this for a good return on investment? And so back in 08, when the bubble burst, I decided to start investing. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I just knew that, hey, 
you know, the, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Um, and most people build a good chunk of their wealth through the real estate game. So I'm like, well, I got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So let's try this out. And I got a really great mentor early on in the game. I bought my first town home, um, back in, like I said, Oh, eight. And in a good economy, it was going for two twenty-five. Um, I bought it for one Oh five, got some renters mm. in there got it cash flowing, bought the next one and the next one. Um, and you know, it was my side hustle until recently it became my full-time thing in building and helping other real estate agents and entrepreneurs at large really create that good return on investment for themselves. So, oh, eight, you got this deal for half off, basically a little, little yep. more than half off actually. Yep. How, how did you know it was a good time to, to do this or, or, you know, maybe, maybe it was just luck, but a lot of people were probably scared to buy back in 08. And if, if that's when you were starting out, like that's just really great timing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it absolutely was. Well, you know, one of the people that I follow Warren Buffett, I'll totally like screw up exactly what he said, but he said, when people are being super, super feisty in the market and they're running after it, you know, just maybe kind of pull back a little bit. And then those times where they are so scared to jump into the market, then you should dial in. So I really took his advice and just thought, you know what, what's the worst thing that can happen, you know, is that I lose my shirt, but how can that happen when I could float this myself um, if need be, and I don't get a renter in there, but where, where else do I want to put my money? Like I didn't, I, I don't really believe all too much in the stock market. And this was a tangible asset that would keep building on itself. It creates equity. Um, it's write-offs for taxes. I'm like, let's, let's give it the good old college try. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So even though that I walked in kind of blindly, I put the right people in the room that I really trusted. And they had built a lot of wealth in the real estate arena and I just took their advice. Well, you know, on that note, I think, I think you, you, you referenced Warren Buffett and uh, being fearful when others are greedy and, and greedy when others are fearful or however that quote is, something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's fast forward, you know, 13 years, I guess, from that moment to today. Uh, some people are probably fearful now. Other people are probably absolutely greedy so you kind of see both of it with this real estate run and i as a real estate agent I, people have been telling me since 2012 that the market's going to crash yeah um so what what are you doing right now with real estate investing and, and what are you advising other people to do? yeah you know right now actually i have doubled the amount of doors that i own this year you know, some people would say, oh my gosh, now is a terrible time to buy. Well, no, not necessarily. If the numbers work, I would definitely not be hesitant to buy now because there's even like, um, I posted this recently on Instagram of like buying a house at 350 now versus 300 when it course corrects itself, but then the interest rates are going to go up and you're actually going to pay more for the home at the end of the day. So, you know, you got to figure out how do you want to build out your portfolio? What type of a cap rate do you want to create or do you want to have? And then when the numbers make sense, buy. And when the numbers don't make sense, wait until they do. So to me, like even I have um, a couple of different acquisition specialists since I was in the wholesale arena a couple years ago, I phased out of that, but I still kept my acquisition specialist and she hooked me up 
with two different properties, one that's a triplex, another one that's a quadplex just this year that um, the, the cap rate was what I wanted. So I'm like, hey, um, one was an off-market deal. Another one was the on-market deal. I, I would say, you know, success loves speed and success leaves clues. And so, you know, really ask someone who has built the type of portfolio that you want to build and then ask them their, for their advice and then connect with the right people that have done that, reach out to the right real estate agents that not only have talked about investing, but they actually do investing and have them guide you through the process. Yeah, I think if you can deliver good cash on cash returns, which you mentioned, yeah. it really doesn't matter what the price is. and the, Or if you can find something below market value that you... you, 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 you I think, um, you know, those, those, those are all great strategies. I think where people get in trouble is when they buy something at or above market value with the plan of just reselling it when it goes higher and not exactly. really looking at, you know, multiple options. Yep. Yep. And I even talk about that, about, you know, really building out your diversified portfolio, you know, to have buy and hold. If you do want to do the flip game, do that, you know, the Airbnb, but, you know, to be conservative, like, let's say the governor shuts it down because of COVID again. I mean, that's even what happened to me, like fallback position. If you can't do Airbnb, fallback in the buy and hold, can you cover your mortgage even by just doing the buy and hold strategy? And let's say your renters don't pay and there's another random moratorium that comes through. Well, how long can you personally float it without going down yourself? So it's kind of one of those things of like, everyone has a different risk tolerance as well. And you got to figure out what works best for you and reach out to someone that can help you to map out that plan, reverse engineer it, and then strike when, when the numbers make sense. So what, what happened between 08 and now for, for you and, and, you know, you're, you're investing your, your overall growth and, and business. Uh, Cause I know, I know you, you've gotten into a lot of different aspects of real estate and helping other yeah. people, but, and, and you, you mentioned in the last year, your portfolio, I think doubled, right? Or, yeah, or exactly. So can you kind of walk us through what, what were you doing in the, those in-between times and, and how, to, what did the growth look like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, if I were to do it all over again, I would have got my real estate license sooner. I was just an investor until basically I hit 30. Uh, but you know, I just really kind of treated it as a side hustle and it was not super intentional. Like I said, if I would do it over again, I would be way more intentional in buying the deals from 22 to 30. You know, so I just randomly, I'd buy one, you know, every other year type of a thing. And I just kept buying townhomes because the numbers made sense back in Minnesota when I lived there. So it was just kind of very nonchalant of as I was make more, making more money, I just bought another one here, bought another one there. And then when I hit 30, um, the weatherman came on in Minnesota and he said, congratulations, Minnesota, you've broken the record for number of days below zero. And um, that wow. was the record that needed to be broken in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> so I literally sold all my stuff besides my real estate portfolio. And that's really when I decided to switch gears in my career that um, being, you know, a marketing rep within that Inc. 500 company and partnering up with them, I still maintain those accounts. I still lead those leaders. I still collect a nice residual income from that company. But I just decided, you know what? I have always wanted to die into real estate all in. 
So that was really my opportunity to do it, to really start fresh. And so I actually partnered up with a guy um, in like the Daytona Beach area, and we scaled a wholesale business. Um, one of the very valuable lessons that I learned in that is that you want to make sure that your morals, values, and ethics are in alignment with your business partner besides before you decide to really uh, partner up long-term. And so long story short with that is I just decided that no amount of money is worth the peace inside your soul. And even though that we were scaling that business in the first year to seven figures, uh, I just could not handle working with that guy. So I decided we're going to dissolve that business. I sold him um, it in its entirety, got a really nice payout and decided, you know what? I already had my license at that time. I'm going to go, you know, all in, in building out a team, doing more investing and um, helping others buy and sell and help them to build out their portfolio. Cause when I really look back at through the years, you know, I've made a lot of money in a number of different businesses, but at the end of the day, the best return on investment hands down has been real estate. And so even if I'd never earn any more income in my entire life, my real estate portfolio residually would take care of me um, plenty. You know, and it's great to have that feeling, you know, as, as even a single woman that's driving different businesses, it's just, it's a great security. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips for free from my best selling real estate book, the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent? If you do go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download a hundred of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. So then I guess you made the transition from wholesaling to you went on to scale real estate investing and then start building an agent team. Yes, correct. What, what kind of similarities did you find or, or how did, whole, you know, between wholesaling and being an agent, and how did, how did that help you, that, that wholesaling experience? Well, I actually, I, um, my business partner ran the acquisition side and then I ran the dispo side and the dispo side is really building those relationships with the investors. Uh, it's making sure that the numbers make sense. It's putting the pieces together, getting super creative. And if, if it makes sense, I would flip the properties and I would just take it down with my own capital, pop it up on the MLS and then sell it for a nice profit. So, you know, for me, it just gave me a ton of experience in more of the investing space, more of the flipping space, being able to even connect with a number of people that want to jump into the Airbnb space or the buy and hold space and the flip space to let them know, okay, well, the after rehab value, this is what it's going to be. This is what your returns can be. And it's really being able to get into the trenches and be able to help them see, hey, this is what your return can be. And then on top of that, what I love about, you know, even through the years, uh, I wrote a book. Uh, it's a best-selling book called Unleash Your Lady Boss. And I wrote another book called The Boss Life Blueprint. I can really help agents get very strategic in uh, figuring out like what's your financial freedom number? What is your dream financial number? And help them to reverse engineer it because a lot of agents come into the industry. I mean, what is the stat? 40% of agents don't sell a home. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty aggressive. And so I can really be able to put my arm around them and say, 
here's where we need to be. And we, I ha we have a roadmap and a game plan to help them to get there. And then we have the support for them every single step of the way. What, what does your real estate team look like today? Yeah. So I have agents anywhere, like a big builder in California, agents in that area, um, all the way over here to Florida, you know, just even flew out to Arizona, onboarded a um, good sized team there of a lot of veterans wives that are high producing agents that said, you know, we're good from a production standpoint, but we really need the help from um, tribe building and like leadership and goal setting, not only in real estate, but in life and how do we like meet that end goal in all different areas? Because, you know, we're, we're all to me. I mean, even in my prior career, I, I have run, um, like a total wellness concept talking about physical wellness, um, financial wellness, environmental wellness, and overall like well-being. So helping them to become the best version of themselves versus just being a high producing agent. Anyone can be a high producing agent if they have the right systems, but I want to make sure that they're feeling not only that they're making a lot of money, but they're making an impact and they're being fulfilled at the end of the day. What do you think is, is, has been more of a challenge scaling the investing business or scaling the agent business? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I think, I think what I found very interesting is, um, I, I've been in the attraction marketing game for, I mean, since I've been 18 years old. And so I think I came into real estate thinking, oh, it's going to be really easy to connect with agents and, you know, help them see the big picture. But sometimes they're loyal, even to a certain person or a certain brokerage that, the numbers aren't making sense. They aren't getting the results, but for whatever reason, they, they're a little fearful about shifting gears. So I would say probably more of the agent side of things, but yet we're really catching a lot of momentum now. Um, but it did take me a little while to understand the way that agents think, why they do what they do, and now help them to see the big picture for their lives saying, if you stay at this, this place for five years down the line, like what's going to change? Like, where are you? Where do you want to go? Do you see this brokerage helping you to reach your goals? And if you aren't like, what are you doing to get there? So I think that's probably been a little bit more challenging than the investing side, but every day, you know, as entrepreneurs, we get paid to solve problems. So, you know, there, everything comes with challenges, but I, I love a challenge. I, I love waking up in the morning and, and figuring it out and helping my team figure it out. I, I agree with you there. I think both are challenging, both, both types of business. You know, we've, we've scaled development, we've scaled our agent business and they're both challenging. It, it takes more people though, to scale, I think any type of sales team, whether you're yeah. wholesaling agent business or, or completely different other industries. So you, you end up having more personalities to deal with. And, and yes. so, so I think it's, it's both are challenging, but the sales side's more difficult and, and it just, just takes dealing with more people and oh. Hands down. I mean, like even in the other business that I uh, worked in scaling and marketing when I started at the age of 18, oh my Lord, at the beginning, I just cut off everyone at the knees that wasn't type A personality. It was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, if you don't have goals, you don't have dreams, like get out of the way. And now like, I so appreciate all different types of personalities. They all bring a lot to the table and that's what really creates a strong team. But I definitely have learned a lot through the years, even in being a 
a John C. Maxwell, like certified coach, that has really helped me to see the big picture of, you know, what it takes to build a team. How, how do you keep the team kind of together culturally? Cause you've got people mm-hmm. all, all over the place. So they're, they're not seeing each other in person, at least, you know, on, yeah. a, on a regular basis. So how do you, how do you kind of keep it all together, keep the culture together and, and yep. Absolutely. Well, here, like even on Zoom, this is a huge, huge thing. We do um, connection points and check-ins every Monday and every Friday. Uh, And then on top of that, like even uh, October 2nd, we're having a real estate mastermind um, with a lot of our leaders. We do masterminds in person because in in my opinion, I love the virtual world, but there's nothing like a hug. There's nothing like an eye-to-eye, belly-to-belly. So, you know, we have connection points even within our brokerage that are outside of my team that we plug into that are in person. But then I host a number of different events through the year as well, because I think it is so important, important to have those connection points to keep the morale high, because we all get kicked um, in the teeth when it comes to being out in the sales arena. And so it is so important. And then, and then even with our, my main leaders, I have those one-on-one connection points with them on a regular basis just to just to help them really achieve what they want to accomplish in their life at large like having that connection that relationship it's everything and are, are the masterminds for your team uh only or or do you bring other people into those or what, we they're how, open, how are those structured yeah the, those are actually open to everyone we will have like vip we'll have a vip meeting like even October 2nd is our next one that we're doing. Um, the great thing about that is that we have like our VIP night um, with our agents. And then we have, we open it up to like the general public of agents from all different walks of life, all different types of brokerages. Um, we do that um, the following day. And, uh, and then we'll have like a get together once again, just with the team, because there is, there are some things that you, you know, don't talk to people at large with um, of different struggles and whatever that they're going through and help walk them through that. And I think even just those relationships within the solo team is important, but then also opening it up to all, all parties involved. And do you focus on training them how to grow their, their agent sales business or bring in investor stuff or mix of both or, or what, we, what, we kind, of, what kind of topics? Yeah, we do a combination of both. We talk a lot about how to build on social media. Um, We talk about how like this, my brother and I, we are um, building this out, um, the infrastructure for invest like a boss for agents that really want to build out their own portfolio. Uh, Then we have someone coming in talking about automated systems. We have, you know, someone coming in and talking about like video and how to really catch that, you know, attraction from a video standpoint. So, so we, we cover the gamut. Um, And then we also bring in like even our next uh, mastermind that we're doing, we are bringing in like a health expert that's going to be talking about the power of habits, the power of like what she calls the DAC cards, daily agreement cards. Like what are those commitments that you're, you know, um, really committing to yourself to help you not only this will bleed into your business for sure, but help you to live the life that you want on your own terms. So we really want to, you know, preach the big picture of their lives and the well-being, but then also so the, um, some aspects of the investing and then some of the actual production. So a little of both. So it sounds like you're, you're pretty committed to getting your agents and hopefully agents industry wide 
more committed to the idea of not only growing their 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 business but improving their overall lives through yeah. you, know, you mentioned the, the the power of habit training you're going to do and health and and especially investing right because I, I think if you can solve the the financial freedom challenge you know without that uh, i think you called it the 40 60 40 lifestyle yeah. if you, can, if you yep. can solve that and quit trading time for money or, or at least having that not be the only way you get money is your time right uh then your life gets a lot better. Oh, so much. Well, you know, the average millionaire has seven streams of income and essentially a lot of them are residual. And the, I have been just preaching that to the masses from day one, even when I wasn't super dialed into real estate, create those multiple streams of residual income that are revolving around your passion zones. Because um, at the end of the day, like the real estate market can shift on a dime. And what do you have left? Like commissions are great. I'll be the first to welcome them. But when those don't happen as consistently, what else do you have to fall back on? And then I, I think you, you mentioned October 2nd, you know, this, just for reference, we're filming the September 7th. It'll probably uh, go live actually you'll, you know, after that October 2nd date, but you, you said you do a monthly, right? Um, so we actually do masterminds in person on a quarterly basis. Or quarterly, and, okay. then, and then we also do invest like a boss. This can be for agents. This can be entre for entrepreneurs at large, where my brother and I, we actually talk about um, how to flip how to do buy and holds, Airbnb, and really help them see the big picture, help them to put together their financial freedom number and then reverse engineer it and then put together the game plan to help them to build out their empire. And so we do those on a monthly basis and I love doing those. I mean, I even, uh, a gal reached out to me on Instagram from Canada. Her husband is actually flying in here to the Fort Myers area on Thursday. And we met through Instagram. They jumped on our invest like a boss and they said, we want to start investing um, in, in your area. So it's really, really fun to meet people from all different walks of life and uh, help them to build that, that empire out. Hey, that's a great thought, but let me get to this question that I just got from one of my followers uh, right to my phone. Uh, by the way, did you know you can text me at 703-215-1684? This is a new thing I've rolled out. I'm letting my listeners and uh, people that subscribe and follow me on social media connect with me directly to my phone on text message. It's me answering them and, and responding. You can ask me anything about real estate, investing, business, whatever. Just text 703 215 one six eight four and i will respond to you is, is it always in uh fort myers or, or florida which i'm sure would be oh, great if it was good, yeah good good question so so our quarterly events we do here in florida um and then as far as our invest like a boss um events those are all via zoom so literally oh, gotcha. It's a free event. Um, people can jump on from Canada. Um, they can jump on uh, in Mexico, anywhere in the US. You can just jump on that Zoom. It's free. You get some really great information and then you can book a free consult at the end if you know you really felt that the information can help you to put together your portfolio. So if people want to know when the next one is uh, the Invest Like the Boss or the, or the Quarterly Masterminds, how, how do they get that information? 
Yeah, they can. Um, most of the time, I, well, I'm super active on uh, Instagram, so they can reach out at ladyboss underscore SP. So that's ladyboss underscore SP. You can just send me a DM and say, hey, I want more information on Invest Like a Boss, or I want more information on your real estate mastermind. And I do a lot of even speaking. I'm going to be speaking uh, in Fort Lauderdale later this month. It's a free meetup event in real estate. I'm speaking at Epic Talks um, in real estate in Miami later this month. So, you know, I'm very active in, in connecting and I love connecting with other powerhouse entrepreneurs or, you know, even new people that are wanting to get started in investing or agents that are really feeling like, hey, I might be getting some great traction in my production, but I just really want to take my life to that next level. I love connecting with those type of people. Well, that's that's uh, sounds like sounds like you really love the uh, the other side of Florida, just because you're you've got a lot of events, you know. Over, oh that, my goodness! Over on well, the East we, Coast. we were even talking before this, Dan, of like I love the Atlantic side, and I'll probably relocate sooner rather than later. I'll probably keep my place here on the Gulf side because I still do a lot of business here. But um, I'm definitely going to be pulling the trigger sooner rather than later to buy a place so that I can toggle back and forth because I do a, a lot more on the Atlantic side than I do here. I do a lot here. I have a great team here. Um, but there's just something about that Atlantic side that I love. <laughs> well, it seems like all of Florida's done really well the last year and a half on, on, on real estate values. And I, I saw somewhere recently that over 30 million people have visited Florida since the start of the pandemic. So that's, that's like 10% of, wow. the country, of the country outside of Florida has, has visited. That is insane. Well, and, and I, I read a stat and this was a little while back. So it's probably even more now, but there are a thousand people a day that are moving to Florida. You know, the opportunity here for agents is through the roof. And I mean, I, I understand why people are wanting to move here. I mean, I love our governor. I love the freedom we have here. It's um, pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, and no, it's, it's definitely uh, one, one, of, one of the last places uh, standing for, for freedom, for sure. And, um, <laughs> you know, people, you, you, the dollar signs and the feet, I think, kind of show that. Uh, do you think the market is going to continue on this type of run or level off or uh, honestly, come you know, down or pull back? Or that's a great question. And I'd love to give your, get your feedback on this too. I personally feel like there definitely is going to be a shift. I think we're going to have more inventory come on the market. Uh, even now that the forbearance is completely done. Uh, I, I definitely feel like there's going to be a shift in the market. Um, come, it might be a little too early to say like this fall. I mean, we're already in this fall. Um, but I would say uh, next year for sure, we're going to feel a shift. Yeah, I mean, my, my take is, is you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I don't think this is anything like 2008. No, you no. Know, there's, um, I, I think there's two main, two or three main differences between now and, and then. And one is uh, they're not giving loans to bad, or, or I don't I don't know if bad's a good term, but poorly qualified people, right? You, you have to go through so much yep. more paperwork and vetting from the banks and it, it's all driven by federal, you know, regulations. But right. You know, back back then they had what was called ninja loans. Some people may be too young to remember this, but no no income, no job, no assets. They call them ninja loans, and all sorts of loans like that. Um, which now you you can have the income and assets, and if, if they don't like, you know, your ability to prove it, or if you're if you're self employed, like it's right. you got a, 
have extra like it, it, it's it's really uh more difficult to get a loan I've, I've been buying houses since 03 so I, I remember back then versus <laughs> versus what I had to go through you know 10 years after that and yeah. it was night and day difference so I think I think that is gonna prevent a lot of the foreclosures that we saw right and that that's a huge difference and the other is the amount of homes we built versus demand so in in 05, 06, and 07, we built more homes every year uh, for, for, for renters and homeowners. So, so this is kind of lumped into one category, but we, we built more homes every year than we needed. You know? And every year since then, we've built less homes than needed. And, and, and that, that gap has gotten bigger, not, not smaller, right? So from like 2010 to 2019, we built less homes in that decade than any decade since the 1930s. Yeah, yeah. And a, a lot of reasons for that. It's harder for builders to get loans. A lot of builders got wiped out in 08 and 09 and never came back. And it, regulations made it harder for new ones to come in. So there's just a whole, a whole lot of uh, barriers now and difficulties building homes. And even the builders that are experienced been doing it forever, they, they can't build them fast enough right now. The supply yeah. chain is is screwed up not, not just for homes like it's it's hard to get wood and concrete and right, right? but it's if you're, if you're like like i do triathlons it's, it's hard for me to get parts for my bike right now. wow yeah you know even my everything she she's scaling an alcohol business and she's like they they have a candemic that literally they can't even get cans <laughs> you know it's just absolutely nuts so so that's that's really interesting insight i um yeah <laughs> it's, it's everything from you know you can't there's people right now, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hunter and shooter and there's people that can't buy, uh, they're canceling hunting trips because they can't get ammunition. Wow. Um, wow. That's crazy. Well, I, I was actually listening to a podcast with bigger pockets, um, with, uh, let's see, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And he said that he, or one of the guys on there, I don't know if it was Robert or who it was, but so, I, I'm pretty sure it was Robert. He said he invested in ammunition. And he's like, that's been such an amazing like investment. Like who would have thought he's really dialing into cryptocurrency. And it was very fascinating listening to the trends of where things are going. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a crazy market. That's for sure. Well, that's, that's a great, I mean, ammunition is some, some kind of popular rounds have, have doubled or even more in price yeah. uh, in, in a year. And um, so, I, you know, I, th I think that's, is pointing to inflation, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know how the government measures or what they, I'm not an expert in that, mm -hmm. but I just, I think whatever they say it is, is probably a lot more. And yeah. I think you're seeing it in gas building supplies like, yeah. like everything and and it's and on some of these things it's not even a price issue it's just you you can't even get it yeah right so yeah. um you know all of those things kind of adding up i i don't i don't think we would see a crash like we did in a way and i think we could see like i agree leveling off or some people are priced out and they're they're basically going to become permanent renters mm -hmm. um so maybe as an agent it's harder for you to to do deals because there's less people that can buy, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see 
like a, a 50% correction coming. Oh, like, hands down, hands down. I a thousand percent agree with you. I don't think we're going to see anything um, like 08, but I definitely think we're going to be a, seeing a shift in my opinion come next year, just because of, I was even reading something on Instagram that one of my um, fellow agents here in Fort Myers, he had posted about how all these properties are coming up and the administration is not saying that they're wanting to extend any type of a forbearance. And so he was telling like how much inventory we have now, how much, even if there's just a little bit of a shift in those properties that they, they can't come up with the actual payment, how many more are going to be flooding the market. So I think definitely we're going to see more stuff um, hitting come next year, but it won't be a plunge for sure. All right. Well, uh, this has been a great interview. I always like to wrap up with my hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire questions. Well, I, I have not listened to this podcast before I will now, but um, yeah, I'm ready for <laughs> it, I guess. <laughs> All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Keep on keeping on. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things that I think people can get very, very discouraged on. Um, they're not getting results fast enough. And so keep on keeping on and then also partner up with a team that has what you want. What about uh, a new real estate investor? What's your, what's your advice to them? Find someone who has done what you want to do and follow it to a T. Success leaves clues. What's a, a, a common mistake you see successful real estate agents make? Uh, I think they, they bet on that the market is going to be the same throughout. Like if, if an agent has come in, even in the last year, all they know is that it's fast, it's hot, these commissions are gonna keep popping in. No, build your residual income because the market will shift. What's the biggest business challenge you've ever faced and how did you overcome it? Uh, it was probably in the last season in uh, having a wholesale business with my business partner and we dated. And so it was definitely emotionally, um, physically, mentally, just such a mess. But I'm so grateful that I had the grit to draw a line in the sand and say, no amount of money is worth the peace inside my soul. I'm out calling my attorney. We're done. You know, sometimes when you need to make that decision, even though it's so hard in the here and now, just cut bait and don't look back. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Oh, I see myself, you know, speaking to tons and tons of agents, um, building masterminds, building courses, um, really helping them to live a life that they want on their own terms and helping them to pursue their God-sized dreams and doing that at a massive level and building out, you know, my team internationally. All right. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being on the show today. Before we sign off, uh, can you let our listeners and viewers know how they can get 
in touch with you or more or, or learn more about you or or your events just uh you know remind everyone the best way yeah absolutely well and thanks so much for the invite to jump on the show here dan i love what you're doing and uh, yeah, so you can reach out to me on Instagram. That's my best spot uh, at ladyboss underscore SP. I also have a website called thebosslife.tv. So you can definitely pop on there. But if you want that quick response, um, reaching out on Instagram at ladyboss underscore SP. Uh, and I'd love to hear your feedback or if you have any questions. I love being uh, a resource for other entrepreneurs. All right. So everyone hopefully will be flooding your your dms on instagram <laughs> at, at ladyboss underscore sp um thank you once again this was amazing and to our listeners and viewers out there thanks for tuning in and make sure you share this with someone that could benefit from it and a lot of real estate agents certainly could oh thanks so much dan appreciate you thank you Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.